How are we doing guys and welcome back to Best Soccer Coaching's Coaching Corner. Um, today we've got a very special guest, it's Mr Fran Alonso, who is the Celtic FC Women's Manager. Um, how are you doing today Fran? Um, I'm good, I'm good. I'm recovering from, <laughs> from Covid, so oh, yeah, getting there. It's good to see you on the mend. Um, so what we're going to yeah. be talking about today is we're going to be talking a bit about, about Fran's career, his philosophy, um, who he's took inspiration from, um, it highlights his career and it's going to give a wee advice for coaches coming up. So just to start off, Fran, can you give us a wee background of your career so far? Uh, yeah, well, I, I, obviously I came to England um, with, with the dream of being in the, in the best league in the world. Um, I, I couldn't speak the language, so I have to start... Uh, from the very bottom, I was cleaning um, for a couple of years, learning English, learn, learning football vocabulary, uh, volunteering in as many youth teams as I could. I was refereeing for free, for free, doing li uh, lineman. Just I wanted to get familiar with the football vocabulary, um, and it, uh, it, I got an opportunity to work for Saints Foundation mm -hmm. with kids, uh, and that for me at the time was amazing. And, and from then, after three months, uh, I got a call from. From the first team manager, Nigel Atkins was at the time for mm -hmm. Southampton uh, to translate for Gaston Ramirez, Uruguayan player, uh, who was the most expensive sign at the time of the club. Uh, and that's how I started. You know, it, it was amazing for me being able to translate all the tactical information, um, access to the changing room with all these top, top players, um, access to match day, uh, traveling with the hotels, everything. So I started to, to, to learn um, the, the, you know, the professional culture of, of the highest level um, after that um, Mauricio Pochettino came to to Southampton and that was uh, obviously I thought I, I lost my job because he doesn't need a translator, he speaks Spanish better than me mm -hmm. but um, he you know, um, he liked me for some reason and, and gave me the opportunity to be his technical staff so since then you know, really it was an unbelievable um, um, experience an uh, unbelievable career for me in terms of learning opportunities from top, top, top coaches. Um, then Mauricio went to Tottenham, um, but Southampton was going to upon Ronald Koeman. I was always, you know, in love with uh, the positional play of Johan Cruyff, this dream, Barcelona dream team. And I know Koeman was a key part of this, so I, I was uh, desperate to learn from him. <laughs> so I, I stayed Southampton, uh, was with Koeman again, you know, amazing time. We beat for three seasons in a row, one with Pochettino and two with Kuman. the record in terms of point and position on the table at Southampton. So mm -hmm. the three most successful years together, apart from the FA Cup, that Southampton won. Uh, and I, I amazing opportunity. Then, then obviously, Kuman went to Everton and then I went with him. Um, so that's my experience at the, at the top of, of, of the main game. Uh, alongside all these years, Obviously, I was learning from these guys a lot, mm -hmm. but I needed to put it into practice as a manager. What they, you know, their man management, their individual meetings, which sometimes I have to translate to players. Um, so all these opportunities to to how to try to individual develop a player, etc. Um, so I decided to volunteer at the same time. So I was at Southampton Women, I was at Everton Ladies, um, I was at Liverpool Feds, another club in Liverpool while I was at Everton, and then after that I went to Lewis. Uh, for 13 years, oh, sorry, 13 months, <laughs> uh, and, and after, yeah, not 13 years, and not that old yet. <laughs> and and after after Luis, I got the opportunity to to come to Celtic. Um, it's a brand new uh, professional team, full time, which it was uh, something I really wanted to get involved. And and yeah, I came here. Uh, everything went 
uh, amazing until obviously COVID, COVID started. Um, so yeah, that's a quick summary of, of, of my career to date. That's some journey, but like if you're talking about like the likes of Cumin and Pochettino, I know personally I've taken a lot of my coaching style off of Pochettino. Um, it's just phenomenal the fact that where you've started and where you've built up to now, it's a credit to yourself and a credit to what how much hard work you've put in, um, and it's phenomenal. So obviously you're talking about working with like Cumin and Pochettino. Is have they helped develop your coaching philosophy and your coaching style, or was it other coaches that you idolised that you? took bits and bobs from that helped create the style that you have today? I think our, our uh, obviously, I, I love to have mentors uh, for everything in life. I think it's, it's, it's great to have, uh, it helps you to keep grounded, to keep your feet on the ground. Um, and also, you know, you, you know, you can learn from absolutely everyone. But I got these people that probably mark uh, my life. Um, first, obviously, as a fan, it was, uh, Johan Cruyff was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the style that he brought uh, from Holland to to Barcelona. Uh, you know that that team, the way they play football. Before that, probably was Brazil with Socrates and and the way they play football. I was always in love um, with attractive way. Not only play football and win about you know the way you play. For me, the way you play is, is key. Uh, for me, if we win and we don't play well, I'm never happy. We yes. have to play well and win. Uh, otherwise, it's not it's not. I'm not ha- fully happy. Um, so that was probably Johan Croy, the first one. Uh, obviously, the, the, the Spanish national team. Uh, we all, all the Spanish, fall in love. The way we play, uh, you know, obviously it has to do as well with Guardiola's Barcelona mm-hmm. and, and this uh, philosophy, especially the, the, the pressing side, pressing going forward instead of uh, dropping, um, which is, is very, very clever and, and, and very impressive to see. So that's probably as as a as a spectator what what inspired me more. Then obviously since I working uh, in football, I would say the three the four key elements of my life were Mauricio Pochettino, Ronald Koeman, Sammy Lee. Sammy, who yeah. I have uh, the honor of work at uh, Everton and Southampton both, and then Sam Allardyce, uh, mm-hmm. which you know British manager. I when Everton appointed him, I wasn't looking forward to work with him because of what the media was saying mm-hmm. and then in in two days with him I, I i got blown away of you know how amazing manager sam Allardyce is uh, i was very very impressed the way he deal with the staff with the players um i believe he's very clear about his philosophy you might agree or disagree but the way uh, he, he look after players he look after the staff he uh, look for you to improve as an individual regardless of your position in the organization is is really really impressive and, and yeah so that's the four people probably that mark my career uh, the most um you know seeing them work every day i've been for six years in the premier league every single day one session imagine uh, every single day one session of these guys it's like a world-class uh, you know podcast every single day <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm 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 i consider myself very very lucky individual to be able to to have seen um these guys work and these guys improve players. If you think, Luis, when, when uh, Mauricio Pochettino started to work at Southampton, we got one international player, one. Mm-hmm. After six, seven months, we got eight. So imagine the, the impact, the, not only as a team, but individually he, he, he made in that team. Yeah, he's... So yeah, uh, that's probably the, the, the mentors I, I have uh, so far. Um, 
that you might know. I have another mentor, but obviously people that uh, are not famous or anything like that just yeah. inspire me in, in different ways. Uh, well that that's the thing. Like, see if you're looking at the different types of coaches you've just mentioned there between like Kuman, Pochettino, Sammy Lee, and Sam Allardyce. It's four very much different types of coaches that you can pick something off. Obviously, if you're looking at Pochettino and Sam Allardyce, two very different coaches. Sam Allardyce is very known for his English character, the way he's in the media, and quite a lively character, whereas Pochettino, I feel, thinks more about the game, and he reads more into the game, he tries to understand more. Um, that's not saying that Sam Allardyce doesn't, but from my perspective, that's something that I've always admired about Pochettino, is he delves really into the game, and he prepares for every single situation. Um so, as you were talking about earlier on, we are talking about COVID and obviously it's a big thing just now. What have you felt like in your career has been some of the big challenges? Um, obviously, currently we've got COVID, but before, what's been the biggest challenges? Has it been maybe developing your style or maybe confidence with coming into coaching, anything like that? Well, I, you know, obviously um, a career that reached to the highest level of football, which I was lucky to, uh, is full of challenges every, every single day. So I had many, many challenges. Uh, the first one I had is obviously the language. I couldn't speak a word of English. I was living in Germany before, so I came to England with decent German, but no English at all, not one word. So that was the first challenge and a big one. Uh, obviously, you have to you know, find a job, uh, very difficult. So that was a huge challenges. then uh, adapt to a new culture. Uh, you know, from Spain, weather, food, family, friends, to come to a place where, you know, the, the, the weather is so different, the food is so different, the culture is so different, the, even the times, what you eat is so different. Uh, the so the, we the take, weather's probably the worst point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it, it got even worse in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me about that. That was probably the, the biggest challenge. And then, obviously, in football, uh, these guys has been... Uh, you know, the guys we talk about, Pochettino mm -hmm. or Ronald, or, you know, they've been at the highest level of football. Uh, I mean, you know, Ronald Koeman was potentially, you know, he won the European Championship of the clubs of nations with Holland. I mean, he has won everything. Um, so these guys know the professional game better than anyone. Um, and I am there, but I don't know anything about the professional game. So obviously I have to learn as we go. So obviously, you know, I, I make so many mistakes. Um, uh, which obviously they help me to correct. Uh, <laughs> sometimes in a nice way, sometimes in a not so nice way. But I learned so much from them. So that was that was a challenge daily. The challenge daily because in football, uh, little details matter a lot. Um, the hours we work were, you know, unbelievable. So we got there eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, especially with Pochettino, we didn't leave until eight eight thirty every single day. So it's twelve thirteen hours every single day. Maybe some weeks one day off. But then we qualify for Europa League and there is no day off. So it's very, very challenging. So unless you love, absolutely love what you do, it's impossible to survive in, in professional football. You need to love it um, because it's, it's, you know, so, so demanding. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very challenging in terms of, of time, uh, sacrifices you have to do um, outside football. In terms of, you know, obviously your own time is very, very limited. Uh, in my case, it was even worse because I have to look after Gaston, a player, mm -hmm. uh, on my free time because, you know, he needed to perform. So I was helping him with his, you know, buying furniture or, or you know, insurance or paperwork. Or, so it, it was it was quite hard. Um, so that was the biggest challenge. And, you know, obviously, for example, if you think about Kuman, 
the first year at um, Everton, we qualified for Europa League. Mm-hmm. After the previous two seasons, the, the team finished 12, so it was a great achievement. The next year, uh, you know, in a few a few games, we got a very, very tough schedule in a few games, and then he gets sacked. Suddenly, from being right at the top, mm-hmm. suddenly he gets sacked. Um, so, football, you know, you have to... Uh, you know there is no memory, you know there is... It's a very result-based business, mm-hmm. and you need to win every single every single game if you can. So the pressure that comes with it is huge, especially when you are a coach. If you are a member of a staff, a physio, or you know, you are a little bit more settled because managers come and go, but you stay there. But the coaching team, they nor- it normally goes. So you know, you are playing, you are working every day to- towards you. you know, to stay in, in in the job, so it's, it's quite it's quite challenging, but at the same time it's beautiful, and you see these you know um, fans, uh, players, society when you do well, how how they are happy every day, how they you know it's, it's unbelievable, it's a very very rewarding experience, but it could be it could be uh, very hard as well. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the biggest challenge I faced uh, me personally. That's what you're saying there as well about the mentality and obviously the hard work. Um, it goes to show, obviously, that from your career alone, is that if you're putting in the hard work, the hard work pays off. Because look at the career that you've had and how the levels that you've got to. Um, and that's something that anybody who's watching this as a coach or an athlete, I hope they can take from that. Um, it's a wee bit of inspiration from yourself is how well that you've managed to build up and get to the level where you are just through hard work and love of the game. Um, and that's something that certainly from meeting you and having done a wee bit of coaching with you, that's something that I've certainly taken into my game um, as an inspiration from it of how you need to be so involved in the game and how hard work is going to push you to these levels. Um, so obviously you're talking about um, Everton with the Europa League and how Southampton done so well. What would you say is probably one of the biggest highlights of your career or a few of the highlights you've had so far? Uh, oof, I have a few, to be honest. Um Coming up what you say, I, I, I believe, yeah, hard work is uh, is very important. I have no skill. I have no better skills than you and than any other guy. I'm a very normal guy. Uh, I'm not, you know, extremely clever. I'm not, I don't have anything. What I have is I absolutely love with passion what I do. So for me, spending 16 hours in developing myself or whatever it is, I just love it. I do it as a hobby. So for me, the enthusiasm and the passion is, is probably the, the biggest uh, skill if you want. I got... So hard work is important, uh, but it's even more important that it's good work rather than hard is good. Uh, but yeah, as I said before, if you are not 100% passionate about what you do, uh, if you don't do this, I would do it for free. Hmm. Well, that, don't problem that. That's how much you have to love it. Um, so yeah, the... Um, Sorry, I, I, I just came back to, to, um, to that question. What do you, what do you ask? What you so just talk about the highlights of your career so far and oh, yeah, what you've been through. Yeah, so um, I, I got many. Um, the first one, obviously, when I first start um, translating from underage on a, on a Tuesday, on the weekend we play Swansea with Nigel Atkins and I was there on the bench with the guys that I've been seeing in TV all, all year translating for... For Gaston, only only Nigel and me in the changing room. Mm. Uh, my legs were like shaky. It was it was uh, very very unbelievable. Then probably the second highlight was uh, the the first game of Pochettino in charge. Mm. We played Everton actually uh, at St Mary's. Uh, so I was there on the bench, sitting just 
beside Mauricio and, and you know, ah, I turned, I saw the fans and, you know, I got goosebumps. It was unbelievable. We only draw that game, but the experience, I take it with me um, forever. So that was probably, and then, you know, obviously the the, the, the end of the season, uh, this lap you do with the fans, when everyone, especially the, the three years I'm talking about, the the, mm -hmm. the three with Southampton and, and even the, the first one with Kuman at Everton, that that last lap where you feel the the, the, the fans, the hub, the, because it was very four very successful seasons. Uh, that, that for me, that's why I'm a coach. Uh, you know, it's not about me, it's not about my salary or my lifestyle. It's about how many uh, people can you impact with with the work, with the quality of your work or with the quality of, of what you do. And when you see this, you know, a full stadium, all, you know, happy, singing, ah, that's, that's, for me, it's a highlight and I take it, I take it with me. That's, that's probably, of course, winning the league with Southampton women, my first league, uh, you know, with a team that was um, bottom of the league the year before. We didn't relegate just because one team folded, otherwise mm -hmm. we would have got relegated. And next year, straight away, winning the league in the same competition, uh, only losing one game that was... Uh, as well, unbelievable. So I got a few. I got a few. Thank thankfully, I got so many, uh, so many amazing memories, and I got a few as well um, fall downs and a few low moments. But definitely, the the, the amazing moments uh, overran the, the the bad ones. That's phenomenal. It, just with a fact to talk about the Southampton one, like going from relegation to go win the league, that's unbelievable. Um, and obviously, you're talking about how it gives back to the fans. That's something like I'm looking for for my career. I want to get to the high, the top level, um, and I'm ready to put the work in to get to professional level, so I can give something back. And as you're saying, so you can have that impact on so many people. It must be so rewarding. It is, it is, because when you do, so one thing is happiness, uh, you might have, you might find happiness in almost everything that you appreciate in life, but one thing is happiness, one thing is fulfillment, uh, so you can only feel fulfilled when when you affect the life of others, and I know football, some people, ah, it's just football, well, you know, whether you consider it right or wrong, but so many people are so passionate about football, and their week is better when their team is doing well and is winning. Mm -hmm. Just because you you don't need to give excuse why you are happy, but you are happy. There are some. Uh, I remember when Maradona uh, passed away, unfortunately, uh, uh, a while ago, and people didn't understand why. Oh, you know why people is you know so upset. You know, well, Maradona uh, make so many. He came from a very very humble, even from poverty. Mm -hmm. So he make so many people of this uh, area believe. You know, they believe that a different life is better. So, you know, who are we to just uh, the reason why people are happy or passionate? So, yeah, for me, anything that you can change the life of others uh, in any way for a better, of course, then, uh, you know, I think that that will give you fulfillment and that lasts much more than happiness. Uh, so at least is, my, is the way I see life. We are social animals. We survive until now because we, we weren't as stronger as some of the animals we face or as fast or but we have the ability to work in groups and uh, while you were sleeping i was being uh, i was doing surveillance so you know spotting danger so that's why so i think anthropologically we are designed to work in groups to work in teams and and our happiness come from 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 this from changing other people's lives that's what i believe 
it's a, that's a great view of football and it's a great way, a great way to describe why you're doing the job you're doing and how you're doing it so well. It's not for the fact of your own gain, it's for, for helping other people and it's a testament to yourself and it's a, it's a really good way to describe the way that you love the game. Um, one last thing before we head into the next bit about the coaches is how have you felt the lockdown has affected football? Uh, personally as well, how you've dealt with it? That's a very tough one. Um, the first one, the first lockdown, obviously, um, every single league uh, in Europe stopped. And, you know, we knew it's something that we have to do. Uh, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't as hard. Um, you know, we have to take it. We have to do it. Uh, thinking about others. And, and, you know, obviously, we tried to do as good as we could at the time. I didn't find it extremely hard. The, obviously, you know, you are not doing what you love. So that's always not nice. But... Um, now this one, this uh, especially here being in Scotland, I, I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling uh, a lot. Um, every other league is running. Uh, Ireland starting to train. Uh, you know, in England, first division, second division is still running. In Spain, second division, full of part-time teams, uh, is running. Uh, and here, first division with two Champions League spots, not allowed to train. Um, it's very hard. I, I don't make decisions and I respect the decisions, but mm -hmm. uh, when my players ask me oh, why we stop, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. Or I know why we stop, but mm -hmm. I don't know what other every other league is doing that we are not, so they can carry on training. Mm -hmm. You know, we are we have professional players who are doing absolutely nothing. I mean, well, they don't they don't work, but they are doing nothing. Um, thinking about, especially, we got a lot of foreigner players. We already lost three. Uh, two Spanish girls stay in Spain, one American girl. Uh, when because in any other league, they can go and they can play. It's just here in Scotland. So yeah, we are losing talent. Um, you know, obviously my my position is uh, I'm very frustrated. Um, I'm struggling to to justify to my players why it's only here. You know, is testing what we need to do. Is what what we need to do rather than yeah no we stop well. You know, it's difficult to take when it's only you. Um, yeah. So I find it difficult, and the players are finding it very difficult as well. So this second lockdown uh, is been hitting us harder, I would say. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get back early. Just just thinking as well about mental health. Mm -hmm. It's not even about you know competing about the league. About you know, it's about mental health. It's about being able to do what you love to do, and you know, about have a purpose. At the moment, you know, our purpose is just to stay at home and try not to spread the virus, which is still, you know, I got it <laughs> by post. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's just like, yeah, it's a good point there. You're saying that, um, obviously, going back to saying about why you do the coaching and it's to give something back. And as you're saying, it affects someone, the result that happens at the weekend. So imagine how the people are feeling just now, the fact that they can't go to the games to see it, they're having to stay in the house and watch it, they can't even socialise and maybe get a difference of opinion and stuff like that as well. But as you're saying with the players, the obviously your players are having a big effect with it, not being able to train. And it's just it's a crazy time we're going through just now. Um, and as you're saying, mental health is a massive thing. Um, that's something that we've been that we talked about last time about mental health um, with my last coach, and we're just talking about how much mental health is important just now. 
Um, and if there's anybody that's watching this that knows me, if they need anything at all, they can always come and speak to me as well. And it's always try to be open um, to help everybody out there just now because it's a tough time, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, for me, that's, you know, obviously you are you are avoiding some issues, mm. uh, but at the same time you are creating others. Uh, you know, I don't know if we are doing things right and in any other league they are doing it wrong. I don't know. I am no one to judge that. But it's very difficult to take when you are the one that that, uh, that they stop, the only one that they stop. Um, as I say, and with two Champions League spots, we're supposed to be one of the strongest leagues in Europe and, and we are the only one that they stop. So, obviously, Scottish-based players, they are at home. Any foreigner, uh, in, in my aspect, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm here uh, close in a, in a flat, in a new country. I'm not allowed to do what I love. Uh, I sign players, promise, promise them something about their development, about, and I cannot fulfill that. I cannot achieve that because I'm not allowed to train them. Uh, very hard, very hard to take. Um, definitely, we, we might be helping to protect, but we are, uh, we are, it doesn't, it's not helping our mental health. And I include myself on that, on, on that as well. It's, it's a tough time, certainly. Um, just before we end the um, podcast here, uh, would you have any advice for any young coaches coming through or any coaches that are maybe they're hitting a stagnant, they're struggling just now, or coaches that are struggling to find their style of play and their philosophy? Um, any advice for them? The first thing I would say is, you know, like I remember when I was with, the, with uh, a team of under-9s, for me, it's like I was already in a participating in a World Cup, like mm -hmm. I, I train them with the same passion than if they were like already fully pro. The same passion doesn't mean I put the same pressure on them. It was all about, you know, trying to enjoy the way we play, trying to find a way that we are proud of what we do. Um, so the first thing is, as I said before, for any young coach is, you know, uh, find the passion. What is, what is what you are passionate about? It's about being the manager, about, you know, your own style. It's about being the coach and just help this uh, the manager or whoever about developing is about you know just being in a team, not necessarily coaching, but being involved in the day and day and motivating. You know, find your passion, find what you have come to to, to do to this life, um, and then after that, obviously, um, you know, try to um, th think what it moves you. You cannot improve a team if what you are telling you don't believe it. So if I tell you, oh, you we play that way and I don't believe it, you know, it's like selling. You don't sell a product that you think is, is, is a bad product. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to first believe it and then you can inspire people with this. And successful teams are this. It's a group of people with common goals, beliefs um, that are set normally by, you know, by the manager, by or sometimes by the club, the philosophy already there. And they just bring a coach that can, um, you know, and enforce that and can adjust to that. But yeah, for me, um, it's about what moves you, you know. Um, in my case, obviously, it's the football that I love to see, that I love to play, that they, when I was a kid, that's the way we play. We play, I start to play a six-year-old in concrete futsal. So you learn to, you know, all, all the time to have the right body shape to release quickly because if you get tackled in concrete, you don't want to fall down. Ah, it's not going to be a good so one, is it? <laughs> yeah. And also the another thing is obviously concrete. If you hear in UK sometimes it's tough, um, you know, very muddy pitchers, bubbly pitchers, long grass. It's so difficult to play along the ground. You have to go a little bit direct because it's impossible. Uh, you cannot you cannot play quick because you need to put the ice on the ball 
to see where the ball is going because it's irregular, in concrete. You know, once the ball leaves the feet of your teammate, your head can be up because you know where the ball is coming. Mm -hmm. That helped to move quicker, quicker the, the ball. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, see what what you love, see what you will feel that you can inspire people with, and it might be that you are you are better being a coach than a manager mm -hmm. uh, rather than taking all this pressure. Maybe it's all about you know, it depends what what how you think you can contribute more. Um, but yeah, definitely find your way, find what you could inspire you, and that way you can inspire others. And then, obviously, I would say work hard, but you know, when you love what you do, it's not really like you're working hard, it's just you are doing what you love. Yeah. That's why you don't mind do 16 hours a day, because, you know, when you got a day off, that's exactly what you do. And that, that's what I do as well. But um, yeah, that, that would be probably my, my, my advice to young coaches. Do what you love, uh, feel inspired, and that way you could you could uh, inspire others. Brilliant. That's absolutely amazing advice. It's advice that I'm going to take on board as well. Um, can I just say thank you very much today for coming on, Fran. Um, obviously, everybody in the podcast, everybody watching Wissy's success in the future, and hopefully we can get back to playing football soon um, and we can get back in the training pitch and hopefully see winning more games and winning more trophies. So cheers again, Fran, for coming on. No problem, Luis. It's a pleasure. And yeah, um Hopefully we we can come back to do what we love soon. Hopefully, and fingers crossed. Have a chat in a different scenario. Aye, hopefully. <laughs> but thanks again, guys. Um, stay tuned. We've got another couple of podcasts coming up in the next couple of weeks. But for now, that's us, and I'll see. You